I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, a um, smoke-covered Ann Bush, who is a volunteer firefighter and just got through putting out a fire and has joined us along with our guest. And you heard her, the amazing Pamela D. Hopkins. It's always fun when she comes on this show. So we decided to start tonight's show with Cranking Up to Crazy. And and Pam, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Ian, glad you're safe. And the hour, of course, is going to fly by just as fast as it always does. Hi, how are y'all doing today? I'm doing great. Ian, are you? <laughs> are your lungs here? Smoke feels, yeah, he's still oh, there. I'm I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm smiling from ear to ear. You can hear it in my voice. <laughs> he likes fighting fire. I can fire. hear your voice for sure. 
<laughs> awful. That that song, Cranking Up the Crazy, it is just a cute, upbeat, make you on a dance little song. Where did you get that one? So um, there was a, a writer, his name I say was because he passed away this past summer, but his name is Jim Femino. Um So most of the songs that I do now, I co-write. But when I was first going back into the studio, I was looking for songs from songwriters. And um, Jim was kind of, I guess I was turned on to his, his writing uh, by a friend of mine here in Arkansas that was like, you know, hey, you ever get a chance? Like, There's another songwriter friend of mine. He's like, my wife just loves Jim Femino and I'd seen him on uh, Facebook, and he said, you know, you should check out some of his songs. Well, I started looking into who he was, and Jim Femino wrote James Otto's Just Got Started Loving You. That was a number one hit back in 2008. Wow. And the night he was the nicest guy, the funniest guy that I had, you know, ever met. He was just one of those genuine people. And so I contacted him through Facebook and I said, Hey, um, my friend Jim Pollock, you know, kind of turned me on to you and, and some of your writing said you might have some songs available uh, that I could listen to. And he was like, Well, um, yeah, I do. And I said, he goes, where are you at? We just had a kind of a conversation. I said, Arkansas, but I'll be in Nashville uh, pretty soon. And I'd love to meet up with you. If you have anything, I'd love to hear. And he said, yeah, we can do lunch. I'll bring my computer and, you know, sit and pitch you some songs. That's cool. You know, I'm honored that you would reach out and that you're wanting to record some of my songs. And uh, so happened to be that the weekend we were there, he had heart attack number five. Oh, and no. uh, he called me and he said, uh, texted me. He said, "Hey, sweetie, I don't think we're going to be able to meet. I think my doc, my doctor's going to put me in the hospital. Uh, I just had, you know, I think I just had heart attack number five, and so I'm going to the ER. And they, if they admit me, I'll just let you know something tomorrow. But and I'm sorry, we might not be able to meet. And I was like, Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> Holy crap, you're not at the hospital now. Um, well, that next morning, you know, he said, Yeah, they're admitting me, and they're going to run some tests and all this because, you know, I guess he was having these mini heart heart attacks and." Um, had like a stent put in and some other stuff and he uh, texted me and he said well they are admitting me and um, they're going to run some tests and I'm sorry I can't be in our meeting today and I was like well that sucks and I was like well do you have anybody here because he didn't say like my wife was bringing me or you know my kids because he's an older man and I said well do you have anybody there with you like do you need help like I'm here and I'm here for the next couple of days like I'm not going anywhere because I have other things I'm doing meeting with another writer and um, that had written, you know, some songs that I had recorded before, which was Lala Deaton. I said, I've got an appointment with her as well. So I'm I'm here and I'm free. Do you need to – and I wasn't even talking about, you know, don't pitch songs to me while you're at the hospital. Right. I'll just come sit with you because I really would just love to meet you and us chit-chat if you need company. He said, well, let me find out what they're going to do, and I'll call you back. So he calls me back, and he says, well – yeah, I can have visitors, so why don't you come on, uh, you know, come about 6 o'clock or whatever, and uh, 5 or 6 o'clock, whatever time it was. My mom and I went up there, and he told me what room he was in, and we went up there and just had the best visit, and he pulled his laptop out and pitched me about 10 songs right there from his hospital bed. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so, and this was one of them. Uh, this one and Somebody Here's Walking are the two that he co-wrote with it, two other female co-writers. So this particular one, Crank It Up to Crazy, was co-written by him and Janae Fleenor. Now, if you don't know who Janae Fleenor is, she is Blake Shelton's fiddle player. And ah. I think she just got a, I think she just got a, a country music award for like entertainer of the year. Um, she also plays on The Voice. She's the fiddle player for The Voice. So she co-wrote, and she's also from Arkansas. She's from here, where I'm at. 
So there you go. That's the co-writer of that one. But when I heard that song and he played it for me, I said, you know what? That is just weird enough and just kind of different enough and fun enough. I want to record that one. And he was like, it's yours. <laughs> so I well, purchased the, the rights the, to record it, and there you go. The, the thing is, he was such an artist and such a professional. He absolutely refused to allow something like many heart attacks to stand in the way yeah. of paying forward the craft. And while he is no longer with us, what a legacy. Right. And he, you can look him up. He's uh, He's got music out on iTunes. And he was mostly the songwriter. And when you hear him sing, you know, he wasn't a singer. He was a songwriter. But he still, I still like his voice. Uh, it's kind of gravelly. And he was just a fun person. But he um, passed away, from what I understand, with heart attack like number 10. He had been through like, I think, open heart surgery. Him and I had kept in touch and spoke. And he would do Facebook live shows on Sundays. Um, so I'd hop on there with him and, you know, he's like, hey, Pam, you know, and he'd <laughs> tell all his fans about me and tell how we met. And he's like, this girl just, well, she wanted to find a good song. She, you know, she knew where to come and she wasn't going to take no for an answer. <laughs> I was like, that is not how it went. But okay, I'll take it. Well, I am you so know. glad we opened with that song. That song just grabbed me for some reason. And now I know the reason because it it is a testimony to a relationship you had with this with this artist his legacy, and now anybody can go look him up, and he'll just keep on living through his music. Yeah, he's got a song that he pitched to me um, that I was going to purchase, and it's uh, When It's Just Me and Jesus, I think is the name of it, and I kept listening to his demo version of it that he did, because like, you know, we write, when we're songwriters, we write songs, and then we do like a work tape Flash right. and demo of it so that we have it and keep it and somebody's asking for something you can let them hear it you know and that particular song um is my favorite that he does and I could not do it justice when I would practice it here at my house and I literally was like I really I love this song so much um I said I can't touch it, it it's you it's your song and it is you know it just it's just him. So when I I still have the the that version that he let me have before he actually did a studio version of it, and it is my absolute favorite song he's ever written. And it's I think it's called uh, Me and Jesus. Wow. So, what well, you go to his, gonna, uh, like I said. Go you're ahead. not going to believe this, but we have the other song on here to play tonight, which is Somebody Here Is Walking. Yes, that's so. I got a story about that too when you get a chance. But okay. uh, yeah, when it's when it's just me and Jesus is his other one that I won't touch because it's just, I can't, I can't do it justice. It's just a hymn song and you've got to look it up. His name is Jim, J-I-M, Femino, S-E-M-I-N-O, amazing songwriter. And uh, you got to look that one up on his uh, newest album, Mother Gets Songs Around the Campfire is his album. And it's called When It's Just Me and Jesus. It will hit you on a level that is so deep and you know, I, it just it's one of those. It almost makes me cry thinking about it. You know, it's just a great song. I will look that up. Uh, and <laughs> I know I can, I can feel it through the airways. I know that you're burning to ask a question. Yeah, I like the pun, me. too. No, that was a good one. <laughs> Which got one? it right there. <laughs> hey, the um, like, oh, so talking about okay, it, I was like, what? <laughs> Talking about a uh, legacy and all that, right? So, for our listeners, what what legacy do you want to live leave behind? 
Well, you know, I think the legacy that I would like to leave is that when when people think back, you know, like who was she, that I was always my authentic self, you know, that I try to be, you know, as down to earth as I can be and and real. Like people will – I, w- I was just having that conversation with somebody. I was like, you know, I get told all the time where I, where I work. I do the club here, you know, on the weekends. Um, I'm a house player at Willie D's here. And people are just like, man, I won't come in here unless, you know, you're playing. Or you know, I'm just like, you know, I appreciate that. But I don't ever take that to be like, you know, oh, well, I'm better than everybody. I don't ever think that or take that as I'm elevated above somebody else I play with. Everybody has talent. Everybody has that I work with, you know, is talented in, in their own way. Mine happens to be this way. My other partner, you know, is a different way. And um, the legacy that I think I people want people to go is, you know, she was just humble. You know, just she never let it get hit her head. And, you know, some people go, oh, that went, your fame went to your head. Well, I'm obviously not famous <laughs> at all. But Well, then my, my yeah. follow-up question for you is, um, you know, we talk about adversity with art, right? That, um, right. you know, even in a hospital room, we could still create art if we put our mind to it and put the effort in. What's some adversity that you have experienced in your career that would kind of set you apart from other people? Well, and I say, I don't know if this is adversity, but, um, you know, I started in music, um, like full time late in the game. And I say late in the game, meaning that, you know, most people kind of figure it out early. They go, I want to do music. And they just pursue this career until they peter out, you know, or they either make it, don't make it, or they're like, okay, I'm burnt out. Um, cause they come out of high school doing it or out of college doing, it, or, you know, do it while they're working in their twenties. I kind of gave it up, um, at 19. And I was like, I, yeah, I don't want to do this really anymore. And I had that bad experience and, in Nashville, and for almost 20 years, I didn't have anything to do with music except the occasional karaoke and singing at church, you know. And I would say what kind of, you know, sets me apart is that, you know, I, I have gone through a couple of careers of my choice and changed careers, you know, due to choices I've made, raised my family, and then decided to come back into it. Now, I am 47 now, and... <laughs> I am, you know, older, like I said, than most. Most people that I I know are either they're younger and they've been doing it for 20-something years or, you know, more my age, but they've been doing it since they've been in their 20s. But I don't hardly know anybody that started as late as I have. Um, oh, and that can, that can be hard. That oh. can be hard, you know. And I'm just saying that that's well, the adversity part of it. It's, it's hard. And a testament to you that no matter what, um, you didn't let – um, for lack of a better term, age defying the accomplishment of your dreams. And I think Yvonne has that same story. Um, I, I guess I'm a little bit spoiled in the fact that I started when I was 18 and I'm still 29, still producing stuff. But um, Yvonne will tell you, and if she wasn't here, you know, I'm talking like she's not here right now, but <laughs> she wasn't here. That's the that's the number one thing that she would say is don't let age or anything else to define starting your journey. Cause the only, the only roadblock in your journey is yourself. There's nobody else that's going to stop you, you know? Right. And, and I, you know, like I said, I, I started out as a police officer officer for 13 years and then I switched and got, you know, got my master's degree in education and taught as a teacher. Um, and you know, then I decided after that, you know, I'm going to go back into music. You know, I say back into it because, like I said, I'd given it up. But I, looking back over my journey from then till now, I wasn't ready. 
back then. I was too immature, too dumb in what was going on, and I had a bad experience and decided I didn't want to do that. I didn't. Know, I don't like that type of vibe and shied away from it and said, you know what, I'm going to go this direction. But, you know, if it's truly a passion and I grew up playing music and singing and all that stuff, it'll it'll circle back around. You may give it up for a while, but it'll, it should circle back around if it's who you are. And it's who I am. And that's why, you know, I think it, even though it took me later in life to figure out I could do it, you know, and that was part of it. Is I, I probably thought for a long time I couldn't do it. I wasn't good enough. I didn't have the right connections or whatever, and finally I realized, like, you know what? I'm going to start this direction, and I'm going to go with dueling pianos. These people can go up there and play cover songs and play piano. I can do it, and I pushed myself because I hadn't played piano in 20 years, and I was never great at it, (laughs) (laughs) and I had to relearn uh, chord structure and how to play differently to accompany myself. And I would sit in here and practice and practice and practice. My kids and my husband probably were so tired of hearing the same song over and over again. But I did it till I memorized it and I could play it fluidly. And then, you know, started off part-time training and they offered me the full-time job. And then from there, you know, you get good at that. And it's like, okay, what's next? And I'm always trying to look at what's next. How can I push myself further? Yeah, I'm 47. You know, I'm, I'm on the road to 48 this year. So I'm not getting younger so the harder I work, you know, I'll try to get as far as I can. And wherever that is, I'm okay with that. And the thing is, Pamela, the the fact that you came back to it and you stuck with it has now put you in the one million plus mark on Spotify and iTunes and all around the world with your music and this is a good time to talk about voting for the ACMA awards tell the folks about this cuz this is really important this is just going to throw you right over the cliff well i'm hoping i'm hoping so um arkansas which is where i'm from we have the arkansas country music awards and they try to craft it um to be an award show that is um very prestigious and kind of you know even though it's not like the Grammys or the CMAs, which is, you know, the Country Music Awards, they try to celebrate Arkansas musicians, musicians who are from Arkansas, who have lived here. There's, and the criteria is I think you just had to have been born here or lived here at some point. You cannot even be here anymore and still qualify. There's a lot of uh, Nashville artists that you just can't be signed to a major label. Um, but there are artists that are in Nashville and haven't lived here for years that I'm up against on this. So, and I say up against, you know, you know what I mean when I say that, uh, right. That are also nominated, but they do a nomination period in January where anybody can nominate anybody and they have a panel of people and we don't know who they are, no clue who they are, that once you are basically somebody says, Hey, I want this person considered. That's all you're doing is putting in a consideration. Um, the panel goes through and whatever formula they have, or however they look, or whoever's got buzz on them, I guess, I don't know. They go through all of them, and they categorize categorize the top five. So they say these five people are going to get an official nomination for this particular category. Last year was my first year to even be considered, which I was like, holy crap, I can't even believe I was considered, and it was for Female Vocalist of the Year. And, uh, you know, 
of course, now I'm like, well, I, I kind of like the way that feels. You know, I'm being recognized. These are my peers here in Arkansas. These are people I know. Um, I haven't left here. You know, I'm still here. So other people that were nominated, a lot of them, like I said, are either in Texas, they're doing Red Dirt, or they're, you know, moved to Nashville, and they're doing their thing there. And I was up against some of these people, and I'm like, that's oh, that's amazing. Well, fast forward to this year. Um I, you know, put it back out. Hey, nominations are open. If you think I'm deserving, please nominate me. And um, I was considered. Well, this year it came back and they, they, you know, announced and I was up for three. Three. <laughs> and That's I, amazing. I mean, I'm going, well, yes, I'm up for country artists of the year. And I'm up against four people that do not live here. They all live either one's in Texas and I think three are in Nashville. And one of them, uh, Blaine Howard, is who I'm up against. Uh, he's got 195,000 um, Spotify monthly listeners. But I have see, like 2,000. <laughs> but no, and I'm like, no, but I'm up there. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's it's gonna it's gonna go up even higher because it's your turn now. And that's kind of how I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, and that's the vibe I'm trying and the energy I'm trying to push forward. And, you know, they, everybody talks about manifesting. And, you know, I think a lot of that is believing in your own dreams and believing in your own self, and that's what, quote, manifesting is. You know, you're, you're, you're saying, I can do this, and you're not giving up, and you're pushing yourself and propel, propelling yourself in a direction that attracts, you know, energy and whatever you want to call it, kind of the law of attraction. You're attracting things that will come to you when you – had that that positive mindset, and you know exactly. you have people that say you know if you think if you think negative you'll get negative, if you think positive you'll 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 grab positive more often than not. You know what I mean? So this year, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to let it be. Whatever is to be is to be, and you know, I, I want three nominations or I want two nominations, and it came back with three, and I have a country artist of the year. Um, I'm up for female vocalist of the year again, and then I'm up for album of the year. My album that just released in December of "Given a Damn, Don't Go with My Outfit." Um, my favorite December, song. It's up for yeah, it's up for album of the year this year. So I'm up for so three ACMAs, and you can vote. You can vote right now. It's voting time. So <laughs> so you need to go on her page, ladies and gentlemen. Not yet, because since she brought up the song. I'm going to play that song right now. We will play Somebody Here is Walking further on into the show. But this is one of my favorite songs. I just absolutely adore it. And the, <laughs> and since this is the album of the year, you need to hear it so you can go vote for it. This is Off the Chain. Yes. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Fiery. Ian Bush and our guest music artist Pamela D. Hopkins with uh, Give a Damn, Don't Go With My Outfit. Old town people talking, not sure what they're saying. Word has it, I'm not their favorite. Don't go. 
I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and music artist and our friend, Pamela D. Hopkins, out of Little Rock, Arkansas, and she is up for three, count them, three ACMA awards. Go to her page and vote for her, and one of those awards is the album of the year for Giving a Damn Don't Go With My Outfit, and Pam, I've lived that way for many a year when I woke up and figured out if I don't like me, nobody else will, and I really don't care if they do or not. Right. Well, you know, they don't pay your bills. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, so, look, you don't, you don't pay my air conditioning bill, and, and I mean, unless I work directly for you. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> so I want to – I want to – Go ahead. Well, before I forget it, we'll swing back around to your question, but before I forget it and the night gets away, something really important is fixing to happen in Pamela's life. She's fixing to go to um, the upper 50th state and the lower 49th state to play on some military bases, and one of those is Fairbanks. Pam, Tell us about that because I am just so proud of you for doing this. Well, so I was given an opportunity, um, I guess uh, a couple of years, well, right before COVID, um, I got recommended by another player friend of mine um, to start doing these military tours. And the lady gave me a chance. Her name is Sandra. She's a pro tours entertainment, um, but she works with armed forces entertainment and they schedule entertainment to go onto these bases and they fly us out and we we basically entertain the troops and um this is my third third tour with them so i did europe right before covid and then of course covid threw us off um and then i was in cuba in october and um i don't know if i was on your show last time before then or after i was at cuba i can't remember did we talk about that last time i don't think we did Uh, i don't think you had gone (laughs) Yes, I was in Guantanamo Bay, um, Cuba, and uh, that was the first week of October. And so then another one came available to go to Alaska and Hawaii. And, of course, those are two states on my bucket list that I haven't been to. And I was like, the opportunity came. I was like, do you want to go to Alaska and Hawaii? Do you want to go to Alaska? And I'm like, absolutely. 
you know, put me down. I'm there. And I just found out it's Fairbanks because we're going to go to, I think it's Fort Wainwright and then a couple of other bases that are right there in that area. Um, and we'll perform, you know, our first week there. And then, of course, I just thought we were going to Alaska. And then, you know, like a couple of weeks later, uh, Sandy texted all three of us, the three players that are going and said, uh, by the way, the other stop is Hawaii. And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. Now, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to pack for this. I guess take two suitcases because I'm going from 20 degree weather to, you know, beautiful and sunny. So my mom texted me a day and asked me, she said, how are you packing for this trip? I, you know, two suitcases, I guess, because I've got a big winter coat that I don't need here in Arkansas, but I had to go buy one last week. Uh, so I, I, I understand that. I have a hat. Because <laughs> the way that I travel, my even flying from one state to another, I live in Florida, and it's wintertime all around the rest of the world, so I never know what temperature it's going to be wherever I am. So I pack for two different weather patterns. Right. Well, in Arkansas, it changes daily. So, I mean, it was nice out today, but two days ago or three days ago, we had ice. So, there you go. You so, Ann, what do you, you what do you here. think? What do you think about her going to Alaska and Hawaii and entertaining our military? Well, you know, I always really um, appreciate people who appreciate the men and women who serve. So, that obviously uh, means a lot to me. When she said she was a police officer, that kind of riled me up a little bit, you know, but that's okay. I, I uh, you know, I, I know I the blue and the red fight frequently. <laughs> yeah, right. The the red and the blue uh, fight frequently, but that's okay. We still love each other. It's brother-sister yeah. love, right? But, right, um, right, right. No, when, um, when you're talking, I was wondering for, for the listeners, can you explain what your, I guess, label is and I, I hate using labels, but can you explain like what what makes you you? What what makes you stand out? And we've heard a couple of things tonight, but in your opinion, what makes you stand out from other singers and um, artists? I, I would say, like, well, you know, I was saying earlier that I'm, I think it's because I'm authentically me, and when I write songs, um, you're it's coming from either my experiences or experiences of people that are close to me. Um, or, you know, pretty much things I observed, but I would say, you know, things that, that I kind of explained to Michael with MTS one time, my, my management uh, team, he was like, well, what makes you you? And I was like, well, you know, I got a foul mouth. I don't know. If that <laughs> me in part. Uh, I, I drink whiskey, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm just, I'm just me no matter what. I don't, I don't put on a show as far as like trying to pretend to be somebody else. Um, you know, I'm not your, your typical skinny, you know, artist that you see out there that is, uh, I worry about my appearance, obviously I have to, but, you know, typically ones you see are, I'm, I'm a little bigger, you know, and I'm okay with that. Um, and I, I guess I'm just, I'm also just kind of loud and in your face sometimes. I don't know how to, I don't know what else is my vocal power, you know? There's well, the thing is, Pamela, you were... You you are comfortable in your skin, and I'm going to throw this out there to our listening audience because you, you've talked with me enough. You know where I'm going. If we don't feel that we're beautiful within ourselves, then we can never expect anyone else to think we're beautiful or to understand we're beautiful, especially women. 
And that's what this song is. Uh, Giving a damn, don't go with my outfit is all about is we are who we are. And we as women are beautiful. And and part of Pamela's label, as, as Ian said, or her brand or her stick is that she knows exactly who she is, what she's about, where she's going, how she's going to get there, and what she's wearing. And she's okay with that because she knows she's beautiful. And it's nothing that is conceited or um, better than anybody else. But she understands that her beauty is hers and nobody can steal it without her permission. Am I right, Pam? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, and that's what I, you know I'm saying, I'm going to be me no matter if you see me, you know, today, next week, next year. You know, I've always had people describe me the same way, you know, like, She's, you know, she's nice. She, you know, she'll do anything for you, but she, if she has an opinion, she's gonna tell you. Don't ask. Don't ask. You know, if you don't, you don't know. want to know. The so, Ian, you know, that yeah, is your I, question. Right? No, it does. And you know, honestly, I think that's the uh, that's the that's the edge of of our guests, right? But that's also the edge of off the chain. That's why we have so many listeners in so many countries because we all are authentically us. We all are mm-hmm. outspoken, strong artists of all different types of genres. And I think that's um, what keeps people coming back. We never know how the conversation is going to go, but we do know that we're going to get people who are out- outspoken and creative and different in their own ways. So yeah, that answered my question mm-hmm. completely. And we all have well, A-type personalities. I mean, we can't help it. Uh, yeah. We're artists. Well, and and it's you know and it's okay. I don't. I'm never here to conflict with anybody. I'm just going to be me, and I'm not trying to. I'm never trying to outshine anybody or what. You know, I want everybody to shine in their own way, um, whatever that is. You know, um, so that's that's just kind of my my take on life is is be authentically you and own who you are, um, whatever that is. You know, um, I, I did want to go back a little bit to the the military thing and one of the things because you know Ian was talking about you know the cop and the um, firefighter and all that and also anybody you know who pretty much serves um, having that that support for them. But my husband, um, you know, he's a, a disabled vet, so um, one of the reasons that I try to go on as many military tours as I can is because that is near and dear to my heart. You know, I was. Uh, had a three-year-old, a newborn, and then my husband got deployed to, you know, Iraq. Well, he was told he was getting deployed to Iraq, and then he got me pregnant with my third kid who just walked out the door <laughs> to go to a movie, uh, who's 17 now. Um, and then he, you know, he left, and he was in war, and that was back in 2004, 2005, and, um, you know, saw some things that, that he you know, still carries with him today, you know, through PTSD and all kinds of things like that. And so anytime I can go and bring a piece of normalcy, um, fun, letting, letting your guard down a little bit and just enjoying life to a place where they're under high stress, high alert or whatever throughout the year, they never know because we don't know with our world, especially today, what's going to go on. I'm going to jump on that opportunity because it does mean a lot to me. Um, I wrote a song after my husband got back and, and I actually it's on my last EP. So I think I released it in 2018 called the given back to us. And it was the wife's perspective of the husband leaving and the husband coming back a different person. 
Oh, and it's out there on iTunes and Spotify and everything. It's um, That was my first fully solo written song I'd ever done. And like I said, released it in 2018. Wrote it 12 years before. But, <laughs> but released it in 2018. Well, because I wasn't, I didn't know, you know, that was when I wasn't doing music. And I had this song on my heart and I wrote it and I did like a demo of it and I put it away. And I was like, it'll never be anything. And then, because I didn't know, you know, uh, eight years later, I'd be starting in music again. I had no clue. So I just kind of put it away, not knowing what to do. I had no clue what to do with it. I was just like, well, I've got it. Here's my song, you know. And then I was like, I'm going to do a professional recording of it and actually release it. And so I did. And um, military wise, military, anybody who has people that are in the military that listen to it, it'll bring tears to your eyes if you listen to the lyrics. Like well, if you're we'll, if you're that connected to the military, it will. I'll have I'll have to uh, download that song and play it the next time you come on because now you've Please got do. me all interested and I'm I'm gonna have to hear it and and bring it live on this show right because we're well, heard all over the world and we have military bases all over the world so awesome. there you go. Well, I can't. I'll put it this way: I can't even sing that song live without crying. I can't do it. I get too emotional. Well, because you have <laughs> you, because you have skin in the game. It's personal right. to you. And and ladies and gentlemen, that's what our craft is all about is the things that we write about, the things that we sing about, the things that we do within our craft. More times than not, it's personal. It's what we know. That's why we can put the passion into it that we can put into it. And those of you out there that have the same dream, you can do it as well. It's just a matter of discipline. And of wanting to do it. And and I want to play this song in honor of Jim Femino right now before it gets any later because we're going to get on the downside of this hour and it's going to get away from us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host Ian Bush and the wonderful, beautiful Pamela D. Hopkins. And she is singing Somebody Here is Walking, written by the late, wonderful Jim Femino.
And we are back. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my co-host, Ian Bush, and music artist, Pamela D. Hopkins. You know, Jim will always be alive with, if nothing else, those two songs. Both of those songs are simply amazing, and I'm so glad, Pamela, that you recorded them. I, I love absolutely love both of those. And the funny thing is, is this particular one. Now, there is music videos out on both of these uh, these uh, these songs, by the way, you can go to my Vivo channel on uh, YouTube, which is Pamela Hopkins Vivo, all one word, um, and you can find them there. But this particular video uh, is, I think, it's kind of funny uh, if if you get the sarcasm kind of throughout the video. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you gotta watch it. But some people are like, I don't get it, and I'm like, the whole point is that she sees his face everywhere, and so she punches his face and she kicks his face, and she, yeah, you just gotta watch it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah. this this particular one, uh, we had a conversation about um, after I recorded it and I put the video out. I called Jim and I said, or texted Jim and I said, you know, sent him a text and I said, hey, just want to let you know what I did with your song, you know, because they don't know. Once people like him that are songwriters and they pitch and you you buy the mechanical rights to it, they're basically giving you permission to take their songs and you can change it. Um, to an extent, and you know, if I want to change the beat of it or I want to put a different swing on it, uh, lyrics stay the same. The, the general part of it stays the same, you know, right. and that's what happens. And so I said, "Hey, here's what I did with your song, um, and here's the music video." And he called me uh, maybe a day or two later and said, "I just had to call you." And now he, the man that does not call, <laughs> he just takes it back and forth. I was like, Jim's calling. Why's Jim calling? And we had about an hour-long conversation, and my husband luckily recorded some of it. But because um, I was like, record this, because I, I knew he was, you know, sickly. Not to record this, right? Because he woke me up in bed, and uh, he basically was like, you know, he said, I sat. He said, I wanted to personally call you and tell you that you performed that song and sang that song better than any song that I've written that anybody has ever recorded, including. James Otto's Just Got Started Loving You, which was number one. Wow. He said, your delivery of that song, and you know, this is coming from a, a hit songwriter. <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot believe you're saying this. And he was like, I probably listened to it 30 times last night. He said, with tears in my eyes, that you took one of my songs and made it that good. And I was like, well, if you got anybody to pitch that to, please do. Because <laughs> I'm you know. <laughs> And that was, you know, we were talking about age earlier, and that was the, one of the things that he said, you know, I've already sent it around to some people, and he said, I'll do what I can. He said, but, wow. you know, we, we have hurdles. We have hurdles here. One is, first of all, I don't live in Nashville, which is fine. I could drive in. I'm five hours from there. But he said, you know, the, the uphill battle is your age. And he said, I've been in this industry long enough. He said, I've, you know, he he toured and, and, and recorded, yeah, or not recorded, but he toured and wrote for you know, Toby Keith. Like right. major artists, he was writing for major artists, and he said this town is brutal on age, and he said um, that probably won't change. He said, but I'll do everything I can. Of course, I talked to him about a month later, and I said, any luck? And he said, he said I got people that would listen to it. He said, and they would call me and go, okay, who is she? And he goes, well, her name's Pamela. Where's she at? She's in Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, how old is she? Always those three questions. Who is she? Where's she at? How old is she? And as soon as he would say she's older, she's in her mid forties, they were like, you know, we can't do anything with that. There's no, we can't touch her. 
because see, that's and the bottom line is it's money. It's, yeah, it's, it's money. all about the money. They're, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I wrote a song about that. It's called It's Not About the Money. It's About the Effing Money, just FYI. Uh, <laughs> and it talks about that no, exact I, thing. I like it. <laughs> so, Ian, about the money. so, Ian, see, you, 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 he, Ian just turned 29 a couple of days ago, and he's, he's all upset because he's pushing 30. Well, what he doesn't understand is the whole world sees 29 year olds as money. I mean, right. So Ian, yeah, but the unfortunate thing, Yvonne, is I'm one year from death. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm one the year from the hill. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want to go over the hill. I want to go back in the playground and play with my toys, Yvonne. No, <laughs> well, no, you're gonna you're gonna find that. Uh, I think you're gonna find that because I think everybody gets scared of the three zero, and then you get scared of the four zero. Life just gets better. You know, maybe maybe the music industry leaves you a little behind, but now we're in the world of you can kind of make it on your own. Maybe not as big because, you know, I don't have $100,000 to push, you know, my song to the billboard charts or whatever. I don't have that kind of money. So I have a PR guy that I pay, and for me, that's a lot because it's out of my pocket every month. I'm not, I don't have somebody that goes, oh, you know, I I want to sponsor you and pay that for me. That would be great if they did. So if there's anybody out there in the world that wants to – Help me with that bill. <laughs> I'm happy to to pay it back and pay it forward, and you know, do whatever it is that I need to do to, you know, however you want to say, you know, because that's how the record labels get their money back. They start them young. They pay and put all this money into PR and all this money into getting great songs out there that are commercial, and you know, they pay hundred grand to these radio stations or whatever, mm-hmm. just kind of still like pay pay is going on push them out to these major things that are fed to who fed to us in our cars. Right. You know, and, and that's how that, that kind of works. And as independent artists have to do it all on our own and it's our own money going out. And, but the beautiful thing, Pamela, is that you get to pick where you want to appear. I don't answer to anybody. Right. And because if (laughs) if you had, if you had, Anybody besides Michael, and you know Michael and I go way back friendship-wise. You wouldn't be on this show because their their um, excuse would be, "Well, it doesn't get a big enough reach." Okay, so how does one hundred and forty-seven thousand plus in about forty countries mean it's not a big reach? Right. There's no logic but in that. We, right, and and you know, it, so you know, I. Michael does his job for me and I'm very happy with what he does for me because he's gotten my name out there more. And the more that it goes out there, hopefully the more streams get played, the more people buy my merch and that comes back and helps me fuel the next, you know, fund the next project. Because for us independent artists, that's what we're doing is we're, we're trying to get enough money to record the next song. (laughs) So ladies, so ladies and gentlemen, um, no, you can't go now. You have to wait until the show's over I want you to look her up. She's on Instagram under Pamela Hopkins Music. She's on Facebook under Singer Pamela Hopkins. She's on Twitter. Well, that's changed. I, I changed that one. It's Pamela Hopkins Music as well now. So it's all oh, the same. Well, it's all the same. Yeah. It's Pamela Hopkins Music. She's on YouTube. And if you can't remember Pamela Hopkins V-E-V-O, just pull her name up because, honey, that's how I find her every time I want to listen to her. She's on linkter.ee under Pamela Hopkins Music. 
she's everywhere and her music is wonderful. And when this show goes into archives, Pam, when I put it up on my page, I'm tagging you in it and you can put this, you can put it anywhere you want to do it, honey, because this is all about you. Well, and what I generally do is um, those of you that are so gracious and so kind to have me on to, you know, allow me to speak and allow me to, to explain my music and explain my songwriting and, um, you know, and what's going on with me, I put it on my webpage, which is PamelaHopkinsMusic.com, and you can go under blogs and podcasts um, and interviews, and they're usually tagged there. So when somebody's searching and they want to hear you, there's a link. Well, there you go. Now, right Ian, I, yeah. we're, we're nine minutes out, Ian, so I know you have some burning questions before we get to the five-minute mark. <laughs> no, I was actually going to steer the ship like I normally do and say, like, we're ten minutes out. So I was waiting <laughs> for you. <laughs> we, if you haven't noticed, we, we have a vibe, and usually it, it's, uh, you know, like, I have the, the cues. I'm like, hey, I want to hear that song. And then when it's 10 minutes out, I'm like, ah, oh, man, it's 10 minutes out. Like, <laughs> I just let Yvonne do her thing. And I just keep I just keep the ship sailing. So it's a good team. Right. But, no, normally what we do on at the end of the show, and I know you're probably as shocked as we are, right, that we're approaching the end. And right. if you could what tell the listeners how surprised you are. Right, exactly. And that's what we tell them every time. They they don't believe us. They believe the guests when they say that, you know, oh, man, that hour went by fast. But um, normally what we do at the end of the show is uh, we always ask if you want to come back and if we could uh, have you at our table again and, and catch up with you another date. So would you like to come back at some absolutely. time? Yes, absolutely. Anytime. Um, I know we had talked last time I had a new song coming out that Yvonne and I were talking about, and I thought that I was going to have Ryan Harmon on it. And I don't know, if Yvonne, you remember that conversation? I do. I do. Um, Right. Well, he he was too busy, so ah. I was able to get yeah I was able to get uh, and that song just came out in uh, December called One More Last Kiss, and um, we just did the music video for it that came out almost a month ago, so you'll find it on my Vivo channel as well, um, and that is with actually in uh, I guess in invited or asked uh, Jason Lee Campbell to sing that one with me, and I could not be happier with how it turned out. Jason Lee Campbell yeah. is my age and has he had moved to uh Nashville years ago. He's back here in Arkansas, but he was you know, had a publishing deal and did a lot of songwriting and um he is just amazing, amazing person, amazing artist. But he was on Star Search. If you remember now you this is before your time, Ian, you won't remember this. <laughs> but back in the day before American Idol there was a show called Star mm-hmm. Search. There was. <laughs> I know Yvonne remembers it. I do. Uh, you can't you can't even hardly Google it and find it. So you have to look up Ed McMahon and Star Search and you can find it. But he was actually on Star Search and I think they did three shows he was selling me. So wow. I told you, see, I mean <laughs> I thought I was getting Ryan Harmon who was on American Idol and instead I got the Star Search dude. So what we Hi. need to do when you come back, I I'm gonna I want you to coordinate it with him. You tell me when it's convenient for you and him to come back together. Because yeah. we'll, we will have what we call an old-timer show. Now, ladies, stop your laughing. It, it ain't that funny, <laughs> really. And and we will talk about just some of the things like we talked about tonight that, A, while it's, while it's challenging to get in, in any of these artistic industries at the age that we did, it's not impossible. And I know that video... That. 
that video went to number one. You've won some awards for that video. And I'm uh, just well, happy I get to see the, uh, uh, No worries. I was just going to make a dumb joke. I, I was going to say, I'm just happy I have a seat at the, uh, at the adult table for the old time <laughs> show. So. I know we didn't we didn't or, we didn't make him a separate table, put him at the little kids table. Yeah, there. that's normally what Yvonne does. She <laughs> she cuts up my food and she puts me at the kids table, and then you know the adults go and play. Yeah, so the the given you were talking about the awards, um, given a damn don't go my outfit. That video has won several awards. Um, it even just won a scene award. This newer video, I'm sure Mike has, Michael has put up for some stuff that I won't know until it goes out. You know. Like he'll probably well, he usually puts them in for awards, and then I find out about four months later. <laughs> well, it takes time to roll them, you know. It does. So get with Jason. But that per- and, I will. And, and that particular and song. If we have to do. If I have to do a special night, if I have to do a night other than Monday or Tuesday, we can make it happen. Okay, I'll let him I know. Will, I will do that for you, my friend. I love you. Thank you for that. I was going to say this particular song, the newest one, "One More Last Kiss." Um, was number one on the UK iTunes chart. So, Isn't that wonderful? Back in December. See? Yeah, and then I have a new song that's coming out next month, probably in the next three weeks, called One Too Many, and we'll be doing a music video for that as well. So, so, so right. ladies and gentlemen, well, age is just a number. Yes, Ian? Nope, I keep going. With, <laughs> you're good. With uh, five minutes left, normally the, the last thing that we do is we always give our guests um, about a one or two minute you know, spotlight of uh, what, what's some words of wisdom that you want to bestow upon our, our listeners tonight? Um, well, I, you know, I guess my words of wisdom would be whatever your dreams are, regardless of your age, you know, start pursuing them, make a plan, start pursuing them. And you work a little bit every day on that. Um, I just made a post because like I said, I was kind of in, in awe and in disbelief that I'm up for three Arkansas country music awards, uh, one being country artist of the year, which is the one that surprised me. But in the last month, I've really been in disbelief, and um, it's almost like if you're doing what you love, it's not work. We all know that. It's always Mm -hmm. been said. But if you do a little bit every day and you work towards your goal every day, it's not going to feel like you've really accomplished much until you look back at where you started. Exactly. The first couple of years that I was putting music out, um, I I didn't get any nominations. And then last year I got my first one. And then I've, you know, since I've hired Michael, I've been up for more. I've been pushed out more um, to the the public. And, you know, obviously, like I said, that takes money to do that because I have to pay a PR guy to do that. But he's got the connections. It's what I have to do. Or I just have to do it myself. And that's really, really hard because I don't have the connections. So and you, you don't have, have to the figure time. Out a way. Right. No, I don't because I have, you know, I'm doing this full time and it's, um, you know, record labels pay people to do these things <laughs> for you. Right. And so you have to invest in yourself. And yes, that does take money. Yes, it does take time. So you, you figure out where to best put your eggs, which basket. And that's the basket you go for, you know, and and we're in an age of research. All you have to do is what's, you know, called Google it, just Google it. Mm -hmm. You can find out about who's doing what and that way you're not scammed because it's so easy to get scammed in this industry. People want to take your money and give you, you know, fake followers and this and that. Well, that's not worth your money. That's fake. That's not real. So you want to put your eggs in the basket that is going to get you results 
and make sure that you are pressing forward daily. So even if you're having to do it yourself, then you're making those contacts daily. And before you know it, you'll look back. And that's what I was reflecting on last night was, you know, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I was doing this today, I would have called you a liar because I was still teaching school. I would have said, no, you know, what are you going to be doing in 10 years? I'll still be teaching. It's so what I thought I'd be that, doing. And I looked, so with that, yeah, they're going to cut us off, my love, and I, I hate to oh, okay. interrupt you. It's so rude. You're fine. But I'm, no, you're fine. Ladies and gentlemen, go look up Pamela Hopkins. She's wonderful. We love her. Monday night, we have blues uh, artist Miss Freddie, and on Tuesday night, we have Gary Pratt. And Pamela, thank you, my darling. Let me know when Jason and you can come together, and we'll do we'll do an hour and a half. I will do two hours, whatever you want to do. Ian is up for <laughs> two. I know him. He will be tickled to death. So oh, join yeah. us. I will talk to him. Okay. Join us Monday night at 8 o'clock here on Off the Chain. I want to thank my guest, the beautiful, talented music artist, Pamela D. Hopkins. Go look her up. I want to thank my co-host, Ian Bush even though he came out of a fire and, and was saving forest fires and probably his fellow firemen. Thank you, Ian, for what you do. I love you both so much. And, Pamela, I'll be talking to you later, my darling. Yes, ma'am. Anytime. All right. So with that, this is Yvonne Mason with Off the Chain, and I want to tell you all good night. Be safe and be kind. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, y'all.